welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. Ears open. Are you alert to grow and change and never be the same? Hallelujah. Oh, it's just so encouraging. I've been really loving these last couple of weeks, seeing these really bold prayers come and be placed up here. And last week, Pastor Mel shared a message about God is the God of the impossible. He can make what we think is impossible in the natural become possible because he's the miracle worker. How encouraging. And I was writing down some prayers. Some of them I hadn't written before uh, because I was like, well, this is, this is a big one, Lord. Like, I don't know. Okay, I'll stretch my faith. So I was writing it down and I was just chatting while I was writing it. And I was like, Lord, I'm so excited to look in hindsight at this, these big prayers and going, whoa, how did you orchestrate this to come to be? I'm so excited to see the stories and the testimonies when these start getting answered, when we bring them into the house, and God, house of God and we can put together the story of how God wind his grace through to bring these prayers to have a miracle. I'm so excited for that. And as I was talking to God about that, he goes, yeah, I'm going to use you. And I was like, oh, no, 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 like the big prayers, you know, like that's, that's in your ball court. And he goes, no, like I'm going to answer them, but I'm going to use you. Would you see what God can do through you? Would you see if you are bold enough to allow God to ask you to change and, and react in a new way, God will start using your life, your words, your skills and your talents as we give generously God is going to ask you to react in new ways so we can start seeing what God can do through your life. God isn't just going to be answering these. He actually wants to use your life in your environment, in your specific way. He has designed you to be a part of this. So this morning, we're going to be having a look at seeing what God can do through you specifically. Oh, I wonder what God's going to speak to you this morning. Another way that we can say this is that you are the salt of the earth. The salt of the earth. We're going to jump straight into Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament on the second half of the Bible. And it reads in in verse 13, You are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. This is Jesus speaking. That's pretty rough. Oh, my goodness. Now, when the Bible says you are the salt of the earth, when it says you are, a really key to understanding what these mean when it's an identity thing, you are such and such, is to look at the life of Jesus and put it beside it and go, all right, show me how Jesus was. Because how Jesus is, so should we be. So if it says, you are the salt of the earth, how was Jesus the salt of the earth? So we're going to have a look at the life of Jesus this morning first, and then we'll get to you. Don't worry, we'll put it into context, we'll figure it out. It'll be great. So when it says salt of the earth, salt is such a common thing. Most of us have salt in our house, and we know it best for adding flavor to things. Salt is so incredible that scientists haven't quite understood how salt works. It's so simple, 
yet so impactful. Do you know, even the most bitter soup, salt has an effect on it. It doesn't just make things saltier, it can make things sweeter or less bitter. Because what salt does is you put, it on, you put it on something and it breaks down the outer cell wall and allows the natural flavors and the individual flavors and aromas to burst out. It doesn't just put it on top and, and make it salty. Salt's amazing. Could I grab my water, babe? Thanks, hon. So when we're looking at what is salt through Jesus. So John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. This is a good scripture to remember. John chapter 3, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Salt is also a preserver. It preserves dead meat. When we have, if we have a cow and it dies, and we want to put it in a fridge, but we don't have a fridge, back in the day, there was no fridges or freezers, so we would use salt as a preserver of something that was dead. So when we read here that Jesus was sent so that we would not perish but we would have eternal life. Jesus is the salt of the earth. Do you know this world is living in sin? And where there is sin, there is death. Where there is sin, there is decay. And sometimes we can be living our life and we can just go, oh man, I'm, I'm trying my best here, God, but I'm living in hopelessness. I don't know how to get out of it on my own, Lord. This sin in my life, I just, it's been going through my family, my family for generations, and now it's with me, and it's just decaying me. This thought process, I just don't even like myself. Man, I have this addiction, and I just can't get out of it. How do I get out of it, Lord? And he goes, I'm here to preserve your life so that you wouldn't perish. If you would believe in me, I will save you so you will have eternal life because the death of this world cannot hold you. I am victorious. Jesus is the salt of the earth. If you would call on his name, your life will be preserved. It is only through Jesus. Where there is Jesus, there is life. Where there is Jesus, there is life. I have only ever seen life follow after where Jesus has been. We pray the name of Jesus over people and they are set free. We speak the name of Jesus over these impossible things and there is miracles that happen because where there is Jesus, there is life. This is what salt does. Jesus came into the world to preserve us. But sometimes what we can do is we can live our life and there is, there is sin and there is things that are holding on and we're just trying, we're trying in our own strength. We're striving in our own strength. And we're going, maybe if I just instill a new habit, maybe if I get a checklist on my calendar so that I can overcome this, or maybe I need to go and like pay a, pay a guru to help walk beside me and mentor me so that I can get through it. But do you know what that does is when we're doing this in our own strength, when we've been living with something, it can be something little, it can be something big, and when we're, when we're trying to fix it ourselves, you've got this dead meat, something that is dead. Where there is sin, it's dead. 
and you're putting more dead meat around it. You're wrapping it in dead meat because it's something from this world. If you're trying to preserve it, you, just don't, you don't wrap it in more dead meat. It's just going to have more decay. What we need is something completely different. We need a different entity that doesn't belong to this world. We need salt that isn't this dead meat. Because what salt does is it's not subject to decay. It's not subject to infection. It actually repels the infection and the decomposition because salt doesn't belong to this world. It's a completely different entity. This is what Jesus was. He wasn't subject to decay. Now, I want to share you a situation where Jesus modeled being salt of the earth so beautifully. Oh, my goodness. He's, so, he's just amazing. In the book of John, chapter 8, this, this chapter, Jesus is teaching his disciples, his followers, and a crowd has gathered, and they're listening to him. And as he's speaking, these Pharisees, these holy leaders in their, their robes and their hats and whatever, they're walking through the crowd and they've got this woman with them. And they drag her through and they put, them in the, put her in the middle of the crowd and they're right, right, Jesus, sorry to cut you off. I know that you've only got three years of ministry on this world. They're probably like super ochre like this. I don't know how to do a different accent. It's all right. And they're, they're cutting Jesus off, and he's like, guys, I'm, like, this, is, this is important. Like, I'm <laughs> and they're cutting Jesus off, and they're saying, I found this woman. Shame on her. In the very act of adultery, sleeping around, sinning. I've come to ask for your opinion on her, because we're going to stone her to death, because that's the right thing to do. Oh, my gosh. That's not, okay. Oh. I don't know how I'd react to that. I'd be like, wait, everybody, calm down. <laughs> oh, how do I deal with this situation? They're like, oh, let's stone her. And Jesus doesn't react. He's actually pretty quiet. And he starts writing something in the ground. And they're demanding more. Jesus, answer us. We must stone her to death for her sins. What do you say? And they're trying to trap Jesus in his words so that they can condemn him as well. And he stands up and he goes, okay. Go ahead, throw your stones. If you have never sinned also. And they're kind of like, oh, oh my goodness. And the oldest leader, he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and as they get younger, they're like, yeah, yeah, oh. And they just kind of start retreating. And this crowd has got their phones out. They're like, whoa, shots fired. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all very tense. And then in the crowd, Jesus is just left with this woman. And he picks her up and he says, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? She says, no, Lord. And Jesus says, well, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Whoa, oh. World-class salt. So beautiful. What a beautiful heart he has. What authority he has. Pastor Gray was even saying it this morning. He's a lion. He's not, he's not swayed by the vibe in the room. He's a lion. Come on. Now, the death and the decay and the sin was threefold here. First, the lady had been found in the act of adultery. Not a good life choice. 
Second, the holy leaders were ready to stone her to death. Guys, oh, it's just don't, yeah, don't stone people to death. <laughs> just in case you're wondering. Third, the holy leaders were planning on using her sin to trap Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, to condemn him as well. Just, oh my goodness. In the normal world response, how would we respond? We'd be like, whoa, whoa, everybody calm down. Put your phones away. Oh my goodness. How dare you? He might just be like, yes, yeah, stone her. She's disgusting. Or he might be like, no, don't do that. I will protect her. Wow. Can you imagine Kung Fu Jesus just being like reacting at every possible moment of sin? I'm so glad he doesn't do that. But Jesus is not the decay of this world. He doesn't respond how the world responds. He responds differently. He responds as salt. He responds with preservation. He enhances the flavor of life. He preserves the decay that is everywhere. Jesus is filled with love and wisdom in his reaction. And with his love, he opposed both sin. He didn't go, oh yeah, that's okay, guys. Just, it's okay. Like, <laughs> he opposed the sin. He pushed back the infection. And he said, not while I'm here. I will preserve you. And then he allowed the holy leaders to leave. And he allowed the woman to leave. He preserved their life and said, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Amazing. We are called to, be, called to be salt of the earth like Jesus. That's what we're supposed to do. When we follow Jesus and we get the spirit of God in our life, we then work from that spirit, the same spirit of Jesus. We have been equipped so that no matter where we go, we have that same spirit and that same authority. We are to be salt of the earth. This is how we're supposed to respond to our daily situations. Where there is Jesus, there is life. So where you are, there is life. Jesus has called us to submit our lives to him so that in the world around us, people would not perish, but they would find Jesus. They would find hope. They would find life, and their life would no longer perish because they hear the words of God. They hear the power of Jesus in a hopeless situation. Would you be willing for God to use you and ask you to respond in a new way? Thank you, Jesus. Do you know that God has given you purpose? Really, really unique purpose. When we give our lives to Jesus, we don't just like, oh, yay, I get to go to heaven now. Woo, fly off into heaven. That'd be nice. I'm going to have a big old house and some flying horses or something. <laughs> oh, we're going to eat so much food. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> But when you give your life to Jesus, you've still got another 20, 40, 60, 80 years ahead of you. So what are we going to do with it? Oh, we're just going to hang out. We love Jesus. I'm going to read my Bible, feel his presence. No, we have a purpose. We have a purpose to go into all of the world and influence it. Because we are now transformed and born again from 
dead, decaying meat, where sin is, into salt of the earth, which is so useful to God. Thank you, Lord. He has designed you with gifts and with talents and with passions that is specific to you so that you have a very specific group of people that you connect with that I would never be able to connect with. I could try, but I don't really know anything about cars. So, (laughs) Pastor Gray does. (laughs) I met this lovely guy um, two days ago at Woolworths and I was just telling him about we're going on a camping trip and he goes, you know what you need for your camping trip? A metal detector. And I was like, tell me more. And I was, we'd finished putting all of my groceries through and we're leaning over and people are starting to line off. I'm like, oh, it goes fine. And we're just chatting about metal detecting because he was so excited. And he's whipping out his phone. He's like, look at the things that I found. And I was like, that's amazing. There is a metal detecting community that he gets to influence for good and for God. Not me. <laughs> But he can. What is your passion? What is your gifts and talents? God wants to use you to be salt of the earth. Now there's not just one Jesus, one salt walking the earth. When we go out into the world, there is millions of salt preserving the world. If you would just let God use you to speak to the people that is in your world. We're going to go back to Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. (sighs) But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. When it says salt loses its saltiness, in the Greek, it actually uh, translates to when salt becomes foolish. Foolish. When we love the Lord and our lives are preserved, but then we continue to respond in foolishness. When our words are foolish, oh, it's just my humor. I just mock. You know, I'm just a sarcastic, funny person. That's how my family does it. That's foolish. When somebody cuts us off, When we're driving, we yell at them and we react. That's reacting in foolishness. So what's the opposite of being foolish? It's being wise. Wisdom. And wisdom can only come from God. Wisdom is through the truth of the word of God that has never been shaken and will last forever. So if we are to be salt of the earth that responds to the world around us in wisdom, we must filter the way that we live through the word of God. And this is how we allow God to change us, is at every moment we go, all right, Lord, how do I respond in wisdom? Teach me how to respond. Not how I used to do it, not how my friends do it, not what's the normal worldly way. Help me to respond in wisdom. This is how God's going to make us effective. We will start seeing how God's going to use us. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior of this world. Don't do it. You are the salt of the earth. Don't copy how people are responding, but let God. It's a choice. Let God transform 
you into a new person by changing the way you think. Wisdom. Then you will know how to be salt of the earth. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect and preserving and life-bringing. We're drawing the flavors out of people. We're honoring people as we allow God to speak through us with his wisdom. God doesn't want to leave you where you are with historical attitudes, with bitterness or hopelessness. You may know the Lord, but man, I've seen too many Christians who have walked their whole life still responding in the earthly way. Don't do this anymore. God wants to transform you and show you how to speak life, how to respond in life. If only we would hold on to the word of God and let him teach us. From God through, would you let God move through you in each circumstance? It's just going, Lord, what would you do? Give me your wisdom. I know I have a way of responding, but what's your way, Lord? Would you see what wisdom can do through you? Would you see what wisdom can do through you? You know, when we walk this earth, we're not meant to find paradise here. I'm sorry to say. (laughs) And we can strive for it. We can even claw for it. If I can just get past this next bill. I've got a business idea that I'm pretty sure if I can just make it, it'll all finally be okay. If I just get out of this relationship that's hounding me, oh, finally, I'll be able to breathe easy. If I just go on that holiday, I'll be able to relax. We're not meant to find paradise where we can just, oh, rest in earth. We find that in Jesus. But Jesus has called us to be salt of the earth and to go out into all the world, to use our gifts and talents, to show people that Jesus is the only one that can preserve your life. If you've never met Jesus before, if you don't live with him daily, if you don't know the hope of him saving your life, I pray you you hear this this morning, that Jesus loves you so much and all he ever wants is to heal you. If you would repent of the things you've sinned for, we have all sinned. We have all fallen short. We all need a savior. We actually really need the salt of Jesus on our life to preserve us. Would you make that decision to call out to him and say, Lord, I've done it for too long. I'm tired. Is there no one that can help me? I can't do it on my own. I'm tired. And he goes, yes, I will help you. If you submit your life to me, I am the only one that can save you. Are you going to spend the next 50 years struggling in? Whereas right now you can actually just say, yes, Lord, I'm done the fight. I need you, Jesus. When we walk as salt to the earth, we actually walk in his power and his authority. When, can you imagine Jesus walking into a room and he goes, yeah, no. <laughs> the vibe going on there is just not my vibe. And like goes and hangs out somewhere else. Or I'm opening the door and being like, whoa, so much gossip and anger and bitterness. And yelling, I'm just like not part of this. I am the holy Jesus. That's just not for me. 
This isn't what Jesus would do. He would have lunch with the thieves and the prostitutes and the liars and the angry, the sin. He had lunch with you and me. (laughs) Because he walked in with an authority because he knew he was separate from the decay of this world. He walked in as salt. And he knows that he is not subject to that decay. When you walk into a room, remember that you are salt of the earth. You control the atmosphere. You walk in, you go, oh my goodness, what a great day it is. And they're like, are you, is, is it Sunday for you too? Are you aware? They're like, yeah, Sunday's the best. I tell my kids every day before they can like get a word in. I'm like, what a great day to be alive. They're like, okay. Because we're salt of the earth. We command the room. We oppose the infection and the sin of this world and we command the space. If you get worried going to Christmas lunch because of your family, would you remember that you are salt of the earth and go and have salt conversations of hope and goodness and draw out those God-given talents from those people? And say, come on, what are you passionate about lately? Oh, I'm so excited for you. I love you so much. You're so wonderful. (sighs) Too much eggnog. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) We don't rely on our own strength anymore. Pastor Mel shared this scripture last week. Let's do a throwback. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, wisdom, and he will show you which path to take. It's always in the mundane little moments, isn't it? It's in our little word responses or our facial expressions or the conversations we stay in when we maintain eye contact. Seek his will. Our lives begin to be a catalyst for an impossible prayer. Well, we go, there's, I just, there's no way to get around this. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to use you. Salt is so small, but don't you ever underestimate the impact of it. How great that God is going to use us, that he has a plan for us, that we're not just floating around, trying to find out how to do things. Jesus has a plan for you that will make you so excited for your every day because he made you. He actually put the desires in your heart. Did you know that? He gave you those passions because he wants to use that passion. So fun. God is just wonderful. What's your platform? What's your passion? Where are the people in your life? You might not speak from the City Point North platform. That's okay. You might speak at Caboolture State High School as a parent or as a child or one of our young adults handing out pancakes, being salt of the earth, baby. You may speak at Woodford Prison. Maybe you work there. You may be called to be salt of the earth in one of our seniors' nursing homes. You know, we've got a group of seniors that go and worship there once a month. Oh my goodness, what an incredible opportunity to just share the love of God. Maybe it's in your house, maybe your job at Woolworths or wherever you go shopping. Maybe on your off days when you're like, no, no, like this is me time. God's like, yeah, I will use your me time. Just you watch. Maybe at the bowling alley or the Abbey Medieval Festival. 
God is so random. Just you be, just you be ready, seriously. At the mechanic, can I tell you, church, if there is people there, there's a purpose for you. If you write down anything today, <laughs> would you let this go into your heart? If there is people there, there is a purpose for you. As Jesus was going along his normal day and he runs into people, there was always an opportunity to speak life into them. It's always in the mundane moments. If we would be willing to have our ears open, our heart open and submitted before God, and we say, Lord, how do I respond? Give me an opportunity. He will use you because he just loves people so much. He sees the pain that we're in, in our sin. And he loves us so much that he will use you. We say, send me, Lord, I will go. Are you ready? He will take you up on that because he's seeing this dying world. Oh, it breaks my heart. Would it break your heart that there are people out there who don't know what I know. I know that I'm going to spend eternity in salvation with Jesus. I know that my life is saved. I know I have a purpose. I know that I'm loved and no one can take that away. But there are people that we meet in our day-to-day -day life that do not know that. One of the turning moments in my childhood was when a, a kid's leader, I was in kid's church, and he shared the moment that he walked away from the covering of God. And he lived in a Christian family, but then he stood out of it and he goes, no, 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 I can do it on my own. And the immense loneliness he felt, the constant attacks of the enemy, he's going, no, I want to do it my own way. And his heart was broken he was lost in this world of sin. And he pleaded with us as little kids. I think I was like nine years old. And he goes, never leave the covering of God. It's heartache and it's brokenness and it's hopeless. Hold on to God with all your might. And I went, okay, okay, I will hold on to God with all my might for my whole entire life. <laughs> because God is our only way into salvation. Jesus is the only one that saves us and gives us life because he made us. He created us for a purpose. I want to share with you a really special story to me about my mom. My mom is pretty amazing. She is salt of the earth. She is so great. Every person she speaks to, she's like, bah, you get love. Bah, you get love. Wah, love, 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 love. She's so great. She just loves people so much. <laughs> And she's so obedient to when God gives her an opportunity. Man, she takes it. She gets this crazy look on her eyes. I'm like, oh, okay, mom's doing anything again. And my mom's platform, you know, your platform changes throughout life because life changes. You get new jobs, you move cities, you get new hobbies, whatever. So your platform changes. When I was about 12 years old, the platform that my mom had was selling kids beds online because we have like five kids in our house so we're like oh you need an upgrade so we're selling like facebook marketplace gumtree that sort of thing so she was selling a bed online and this lady uh, it was like after school and my brothers and i were riding our bikes in the cul-de-sac and this lady came down the, the road in a big white van and five little children piled out. And I was like, yay, more friends, because that was my, me and my four brothers, five kids, neighborhood kids. It was just a big feral mess of children on their bikes. It's wonderful. It's my favorite. And so we're tearing around the neighborhood. 
And my mum is helping this lady put the bed into her car. And it's an opportunity, let's go. So she's just loving her. How you going, love? I hope you're doing well. La, 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 chat, chat, chat. And as they were chatting, she noticed that this little framed lady had a little belly bump. And she goes, oh, yeah, I've got my five kids, but I've got one on the way. I think I'm going to get rid of it. <sighs> my mum kind of paused, and she did a quick prayer. A little, a little oh, okay, I need to pray to the Lord. These are my favourite type of prayers. They're salt-of-the-earth prayers when you can just quickly ask the Lord for some help. And she quickly prayed and said, Lord, help me answer right here, Lord. Help me respond. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Season my words with salt so that I can reply graciously. Help me respond to be salt-of-the-earth. Help me preserve this lady. And she just, man, I do it with a lot of you guys. <laughs> I do it with my husband. You, if you get in the habit of quickly going, okay, Lord, help me respond, it would change your life. Because it's not through our words. Man, I don't have the wisdom sometimes. I've got the attitude. <laughs> help, me be, help me be wise. The band can come up. Thanks, team. And my mom continued in. She didn't condemn this lady because that's not gracious or seasoned with salt. She didn't condemn her or tell her what to do. She just kept on asking about her life. And she was just asking her, okay, like, how's everything else going? Like, are you okay? And she started opening up about her story. My mum's got her hand on the door, not letting her close it. And I'm like, okay, mum's being weird. So I, like, gathered all the kids away. I'm like, don't interrupt. She's doing her thing. And this lady starts opening up about her situation. She's like, man, I got these five kids and one on the way. I'm a single mum, and the fridge is always empty, and our beds are just trash, and I don't even have enough money for electricity, so we have a really long extension cord connected to our neighbor's house. I don't have family to help. I don't have friends. I keep making bad decisions with my relationships. I'm actually living in hopelessness, and I've just had enough of this stupid world. I'm over it. And now I'm just going to start getting rid of things in my life to try and relieve myself from the immense pressure of living in this world. I'm exhausted. I'm hopeless. And my mom is just listening to her. And then she says to her, look, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I want you to know that I want to love you. I want to speak hope into your life. If you would let me, I want to be there for you. And she ended up giving my mum her phone number and invited her to church. And she goes, man, if I walk into a church, they're all going to judge me. And she goes, well, if they do, that's their problem, but I won't. I will love you. She ended up coming to church and she met everybody and they were so encouraging and they lifted her. They seasoned her. They, they preserved her. They gave her so much encouragement. And she went to my mum after the service and she goes, where do I sign up? She's like, no, no, we don't do that here. It's okay. <laughs> and then a group from the church, the group that my mom keeps catching up with, decided to go and do a working bee at her house. And while they're there, they're just encouraging her and they're mowing the lawn, fixing up the kids' beds, exchanging some of it. They went and got some uh, Christmas, City Point Christmas hamper, the food that we give out to our community. On Christmas Eve, they gave two big bags and she had an empty fridge Christmas Eve. 
and they filled this fridge. And they're just encouraging, encouraging. And one of the couples from that group decided to adopt her in as part of their family and continued to walk with her, continued to speak life with her and over her and her children. Not condemning, with wisdom, with longevity, with life and love and value. Man, people are so valuable. You are so valuable. And this lady ended up keeping her baby, little girl named her Anastasia. The love of Jesus. When we allow God to, to speak through us in a new way, not in our old habits, not in the way that the world would speak, not sticking our nose up or turning away and being like, ugh, not my problem. When we allow God to speak through us in wisdom, we begin to be a catalyst for the impossible miracle, where God is able to preserve multiple people's lives. One tiny grain of salt out in the world will preserve. It's a miraculous thing because it's the power of God. It isn't us, it's Christ who lives through us. Doesn't that just take so much weight off? When you walk up and you go, I don't know what to say. Here I am trying to be happy. Help me, Lord, what do I say? I'm super awkward with people. And then you start getting triggered in your mind. Oh yeah, maybe I could say that. Oh, I remember this. This would be really helpful. The Holy Spirit will bring to memory things to say. Do you know my favorite thing that the Holy Spirit does is He translates what we say. It might come out all clunky, but if you just let the Lord speak, they'll only remember the parts that were from Jesus. Because <laughs> Jesus speaks to their heart. He knows every person. He knows their situation. He knows their heartache so intimately. In fact, He bore our heartache on Himself. It's an intimate thing. He cares so deeply about your problems because he has felt it and he carried it when he died on the cross. Jesus loves you so much that he came to preserve your life and he's asking you to go out and be bold and be salt of the earth and preserve life. Would you see what God can do through you as we be bold and trusting and submitting to God where he leads now, church, while, I'm, while I've been speaking, maybe you've not been relating to the, oh yeah, I'm salt of the earth, I gotta rely on Jesus. Maybe you've been re relating to the other side of the story where people have been coming in their helplessness or their sin, and you go, yeah, that's actually me. I could really use a Jesus right about now to not condemn me, but to pick me up and say, I, I forgive you. I'm not gonna condemn you. Go and sin no more, where he could take that weight onto him. Man, I could use that. Sometimes we live in, our, in the way that we've been going day after day and we just go, man, if only this would change. If only I could know what to do with my life. What am I here for? Why do I have all these gifts and talents? But I've got the pressure of this world. My, my work is just exhausting. I'm frustrated all the time and fighting with my partner. That's because you need some good salt preservation. When you allow Jesus Christ, when you submit your life to Jesus, He comes over you completely. 
He immerses you in Him. This is what salt does when you preserve meat, is it's fully submerged to preserve and to, to push away these infections and push away this, this death in your life. And He preserves you. And it's only through Jesus, the one who loves you, the one who is the God of the impossible, He wants to call to you today. And I want to ask and give an opportunity to anybody in this room who would like to call on their Saviour and stop running and fighting on your own, but go, yes, please, I want the relief of life, of Jesus. And I want to give an opportunity to you today to respond and make that decision, the greatest decision of your life. And then you can confidently say, I will be in eternity in heaven with the Lord. I will walk from today and every day having the wisdom of God. It doesn't have to be in my strength anymore. I want to call on the one who is able to bring life into my family, bring life into the world around me. I want to be useful to this world where salt is able to preserve. God is going to equip you to do mighty things. God is going to send you to do incredible things where you're going to witness His love for you more and more. He loves you so much, so much so that He came to die for you, to take on that sin for you. And then He rose again because there is a hope for you. You are so important to Him. He doesn't take His mind off you. He is, he is watching you and giving you so many opportunities to see just how much He cares about you. I pray you would open your eyes to see that.